Hello. What I feel like I was just with you. I know. Because <laughs> I was. Do you feel so honored to hang out with me again so soon? No. Oh. <laughs> it's not what I expect you to say, but here we are. I listened to our episode from last week in the car today. Yeah. I LOL'd a lot. <laughs> We're funny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you laugh the most at? One thing for sure was like the review. Yeah, that was pretty good. I said something to you like, I feel like you're laughing so hard because you've been there or something like that. And it was funny. But there was something else. I don't know. We're hilarious. That's all I know. We're? Yeah. <laughs> We're. <laughs> oh. As in we are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that review was pretty funny. I got to say. It had me giggling. Wells, one of my freaking favorite things happened last night. Can I tell you what it was? You get some booty? No, my man's in South Africa. Oh, okay. But next best thing, yep. I had Jenny's ice cream delivered to my door thanks to Postmates. Seriously, nothing makes me happier. Jenny's is my absolute favorite and it's always on Postmates. And like when I allow myself to just deliver it and get the ice cream and just follow my heart, I'm just so happy. <laughs> you follow your heart. Yeah. Seriously, though, anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and they offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores and traditional retailers. Anything you could possibly want or need, they can do it for you, dude. It's true. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you whatever you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. You just download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. Yeah, Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving is giving our listeners 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your That's free... so good. Right? Sorry. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code YFT. That's code YFT for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. You guys, that's so much ice cream. You're really sick on the ice cream thing, huh? I love ice cream so much. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code YFT. Do it. Also, Sugarfish should also be sponsoring this because I give oh, them all well, of when my I'm money. Oh, when I'm in L.A., that's where all my Postmates money goes to. Seriously. I'm drinking a vodka soda right now. Are you really? Yeah. On a, is it Thursday? It's Thursday night. Wow. It's Thursday. Dude, I started going to like where Sarah works out, you know? Oh, I saw that on your Insta story. Are you and dying? I, I haven't done upper body since, I don't know, like the Reagan administration and like my mm -hmm. everything hurts. My nipples hurt. Yeah. Oh, hmm. What are you, uh, what are you lifting to make that hurt? My body and pushups. And that's just, oh. you know, God. Mm. why anyone wants to be buff. I do not understand. Yeah. You what, know what else I don't understand? What? Why anybody would pierce their nipples? Oh, so I, I feel I actually can feel that actually. Ouch! Like, oh, that just sounds so painful. Yeah, I know, but like, so like for me, I got sand dollar nips, you know, and no, what's that mean? I got like big nips, so like <laughs> big. I got big nips, and so 
Like the uh, like large areola. So if there was a bar in there that kept them tight, I'm mm. about, I'm about it, yo. So next time I'm in LA, we're gonna go to the tattoo shop and you're gonna pierce at least one nipple. No, I can't do it though because I do it for the gram. No, <laughs> because here's the thing oh. though. Like I don't have any tattoos. I don't have any piercings, and now I'm 35. I'm I'm too old to go do that. You know? Yeah, I guess. I'm too far along. Sounds like an excuse to me. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not. I would never pierce my nipples. But like, I get it though. Hmm. You know? Because like, look. So here's the thing. Like, if I'm in a situation where like um, my shirt's off and I gotta like take a picture, I'm tweaking the nips, yo. I'm getting them tight. (laughs) I'm getting them fucking hard as diamonds. They're gonna cut glass over here, yo. This conversation has taken a deep dark turn i mean it feels feels right to me <laughs> and like i'm also drinking this vodka soda because we were watching the bachelor today and mm. i feel like i needed it i know i do know so do you want to start the show yeah we should start the show let's do it what do you got we started the show nine full minutes in last episode really yeah well we're only like three and a half four in so we're doing better improving we're doing better Buckle your seatbelts, bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. I don't know how I have all this energy. I'm exhausted. Why are you tired? Oh, why am I not tired? I just, I'm leaving tomorrow morning for South Africa and always the day before a trip. I don't think I intentionally procrastinate and leave everything to the last day, but like somewhere deep down, I must enjoy the torture of doing everything at the last minute because that's what I do. And so I just had a million things to do today. And it was snowing this morning. Snowed till like 3 p.m. So that was nuts. And I had to get my nails done. Oh, listen, it is tough being a girl. When I go over to see Ride, there's just so many things I have to do. Like, I have to get my hair highlighted. I have to get my nails done. I have to get my vag waxed. I have to shave my legs. I just like, I have to do so many things. I have to have a tan, which I'm actually going to make him help me with over there because I don't have time to go. Like, there's just a lot of boxes to check when you're going to see your man you've nailed him down like you don't have to prove anything anymore like don't shave the legs like let the disco bush flow you know go Uh, over there like a vampire why not i I don't shave them for like okay so i'm going for like two weeks basically yeah so like i'll shave my legs and probably keep them nice for like the first week and then the second week we let it go but like when he's been waiting three months to see me i have to come in strong i have to come in looking my best feeling my best i owe him that all right, I feel that. I mean, we've all been there. Sarah's got her like eyelash lady coming over right now. Yes, yeah, that's another thing. I would do that, but I'm allergic to that. I've tried. Yeah, well, you know who needs that? <laughs> Don't say Maddie. Listening back to it, I feel like I feel like you were bullying her a little bit. Her Don't use bully like that. That was not being bullied. That was being honest. Here's my other thing. I got to talk to Carrie, all right? Carrie's the guy who does all of the styling on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk to him because you know what? What he's doing with Peter, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> All right? Is he doing that? Or do you think Peter is like, yo, this is my this is my style? You think Peter's a guy who's like fucking drawing hard lines he's in the sand? Westlake Village. I feel like maybe. No, he's like, put me in whatever's going to look cool. I don't know. I mean, that's how I would be. Straight up, my boy Pete was wearing a blazer that was too big for him and then a zip-up jacket and then a collared shirt. How mm. cold is it in the Gold Coast right Not. now, Pete? Not cold. 
Also, he in this episode, he wore a pair of jeans that were, first of all, very skinny, which is fine. And then, but they were rolled up at the bottom, and I could see his socks, and they just were rolled up funny. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was like in like a preview the for Maddie. next episode. No, I th- I feel like it. I feel like it was like when he was talking to Maddie. I don't know. I definitely noticed it. And they had on boots with it. It was just a weird look. Oh my god, you're bullying him I'm bullying right now. Me. Don't bully him. You know what? Boys deserve to be bullied over their clothing choices. Whoa! Hard take! <laughs> but leave Maddie alone, okay? Remember when I used to bully you over your wardrobe choices and you've improved? It did, let's see. That shit was funny, though. I know. This is also funny. But I feel like I felt like hearing us talk about Maddie's eyelashes wasn't that funny. So I'm sorry, Maddie. No, Maddie, I love you. You're so cute. But sister... Let's just get some creamy peanut butter on those lashes, girl. I wish I edited this podcast because I would mute him. (laughs) We got that chunky up in there. Oh. My one thing that I am annoyed with with our podcast is where I feel like we're spending way too much time on Bachelor. So like, let's just get into it and then get through it. Out of it. Okay. I mean, like, I realize some people like it, but then, but also the point of this podcast was never to, like, just do Bachelor shit. Like, there's a million of those stupid podcasts. No offense, Ben and Ashley and... But I do, I watch The Bachelor. Rachel and and whoever. The the Bachelor is on for so many hours every week. Like, it does take up most of my free time. And so that's that's when The Bachelor is airing. It's just, like, that's what I talk about because that's what I'm watching. So, I'm so sorry. Let's just try to go through it, like, chronologically, Okay. Okay. We leave off with Maddie being like, hey, don't fuck anybody. If you do, I'm going to bail out. And he's like, okay, weird. But but she didn't. I was mad at her because she didn't explain why she felt that way. Yeah. You don't like, think that he's sensing a little V card hold on? He might be wondering. I felt like later in this episode when she finally told him, I felt like he looked a little shocked. Yeah. I felt like he looked a little bit like, oh, shit. Yeah. So he takes Hannah Ann on the first date. Mm-hmm. They go jet skiing. Great. Did you notice he was like, I didn't think you were the kind of girl that would get down with the jet skiing. I would have been offended by that. I'd have been like, excuse me. Yeah. She's like, I'm from Knoxville, motherfucker. Did I ride ATVs <laughs> and shoot, you know, bucks? Like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. She's the one that took him like hatchet throwing. What do you mean she can't get down with the jet? No, skiing? I know. Yeah. Hilarious. So, like, here's my thought on Hannah. Watching this back, Hannah must be like, what the fuck is going on? I have been nothing but pleasant this entire time. I've been sweet. I've been normal. I haven't fought with you at all. I've liked everything we've done. I've kept my mouth shut. And you just seem to like chicks who fucking don't want to be here anymore. You know? Classic. You want what you can't have. Totally. But, like, there's got to be a part where she's like, what is going on? I've been mm-hmm. totally cool and chill and fucking fun this entire time. But if I had known that I got to yell at you every 17 seconds or be like, you can't do that or else I'm leaving, I would have played this thing completely differently. Mm-hmm. That's my thought on her. She must be like, oh, I thought I was being cool. But apparently being cool, not that cool. Well, it looks like the preview for next episode looked like she was getting a little testy over Maddie and the effect she's having on the situation. So maybe she's finally going to let off some steam. Maybe so. The Hannah Ann date, like, yeah, it was great. They had a great time, it seemed. Like, it was nice. I just don't see 
the passion in their relationship that I see with him and Victoria and that I see with him and Maddie. I don't see like the fire in it. You need it. You need the fire. You need the passion. I mean, you don't. You need passion, but you also need, I got to deal with you for the rest of my life. No, I know. I don't mean fire as in like fighting and stuff like that. I just mean like there's no spark. I don't know. I just want to see the spark. Yeah, but she's the hottest. I'm making dramatic hand motions for those that can't see. She is making very dramatic. (laughs) But anyway, I mean, I thought their date was fine. I thought it was very interesting that they didn't show like. You thought it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Do you want fine for the rest of your life, Wells? I I want fine. She's fine. (laughs) Fine. I know you don't want fine. Sarah's a little firecracker. Y'all got some sparks. Yeah, but yes, but Sarah and I are very agreeable about most things and for the most part we just chill and like very rarely fight i know i don't mean fighting i just mean you know what i mean you know what i mean i mean but also hannah ann is fine he's cute i think she's sitting there being like what is happening here i'm a freaking model and i'm being so chill and what's i don't even know what's going on yeah i think i think you're we're gonna see a little bit of different side of her next week good because that's what pete wants pete wants diff eh, cool Mm-hmm. Then he goes on the date with Victoria. Victoria what the F? She does this thing where every time she talks, everything goes upward. Like she doesn't really know what's going to happen. And she's confused and concerned. And everything is in a question and then breaks down again. I have mm-hmm. serious thoughts on this. Let's hear it. I think that Pete thinks that he looks like such a Prince Charming, wonderful dude by keeping her around. You do? I think that's what he thinks. Hmm. Like, I'm fighting for this. I'm not going to give up. But the truth of the matter is it's looking bad on him because it looks like he has no backbone. Mm -hmm. But in his mind, he's like, God, I'm such a great guy. I'm keeping her around. I'm fighting for this. I'm fighting for for, for love. And all that kind of stuff. But we're all like, what is going on here? Like, how do you rationalize this? I think him. I think Victoria F is the classic. You want what you can't have. She's super, super hot, super flighty. They're all it's hot. Like, we've point. all dated somebody like that. She, but she's on another level. She's on another level. She's so combative and everything. And it's like, he can't, he just can't figure her out. He just can't pin her down. And it's, I think it's the classic, like, like, you want to be the one that makes somebody pull it together. Like I, We've all dated somebody like that, I feel. They have, like, a fire and a passion of some sort that keeps him, like, like wishing, like, hoping things are, that she's going to, like, turn around and w- wake up one day and be communicative and stuff. But the, I think the bottom line is she just is so emotionally immature when it comes to relationships. And whether that's because of what she said this week where she said she her last relationship was so traumatizing and whatever, like whatever it is, she's just not on the same level as he is like relationship wise about being able to like talk through things and talk about your feelings. And like he, I really liked how, when he, they were sitting down at dinner, like he said to her, what was it in your last, in your last relationship that made you feel like you weren't good enough? I don't know if there was exact words, but that's basically what he was saying. And he wanted her to dig deep and be vulnerable and say what that was. And she just wouldn't. And if she's not willing to break down the walls and be vulnerable with him and be honest about what, why she feels unworthy and why she feels all these things, and then their relationship's not going to work. I just think she's someone that who likes to be angry. She likes to always 
feel like she's painted into a corner. And that's where she feels most comfortable is being combative. Every conversation she has, she flourishes when she's angry. Mm -hmm. But don't you think that people that get angry when they're confronted, it's like a front for not wanting to have to be vulnerable. Everybody I know that's angry like that, like when you confront them about something and especially about something that involves their feelings, people that just immediately go to anger don't want to feel what they feel. Maybe so. That's my theory. We're getting deep. We're Psych getting deep. 101, yeah. baby. <laughs> Victoria with the F. And then we get into Maddie. I did like when Maddie was talking to Hannah Ann and she was like basically saying, hey, listen, I told him that if he's intimate with anybody, I'm going to bail. Hannah Ann's like, in like interviews, she was like, wait, what? I'm so confused because we all knew what we were signing up for. This is the show. This mm -hmm. is what we're doing. But then I was thinking about it adversely. That's a totally normal thought. I don't want my boyfriend fucking anybody else. Like mm -hmm. that's a norm, totally normal thing. Only in this world are we like, ah. I can't believe she's angry that he's fucking other people. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So I see both sides of it. Totally. I have a feeling Maddie never thought she'd get this far. Yeah. Or hope she wouldn't. Was it her dad that was like, how'd you get here? Like, yeah. how are you still here? Yeah. So I feel like the plan was probably to not make it so far. Can we talk about the producers are so savage this year? Why? Have they ever had the women live together during... Fantasy Sweet Week? No, but I loved it. It's crazy. And they needed the girls to find out that there's one girl that hasn't told him that she's a virgin and mm -hmm. that she put this ultimatum on. What's even more savage is that they made her go last. Horrible. It was so horrible. But you know what? Them's the breaks. He's red-blooded American. He makes his own decisions. Yeah. And my boy Pete. Likes to get down dirty. You know? Yeah. When he tells Maddie that he's been intimate, it sounds like it's singular. It doesn't sound plural to me. I know. So it sounds like he was intimate with one. Mm -hmm. Who do you think it was? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Hannah Ann. Victoria. Oh! No way! <laughs> yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Because I think their sexual tension is really the only reason that she's still here. Yeah. Hannah Ann's so, such a good girl, and this, this is a complete shot in the dark here, but when she was talking to Maddie and having this whole version, I gave him an ultimatum conversation. Yeah. Did you see at one point her eyes got, like, really small, and, like, she, like, made this face when Maddie was talking? Yeah. I wonder if Peter, they didn't have sex that night, mm -hmm. and she's now in her mind thinking, wait a second, did he not have sex with me because Maddie gave him an ultimatum? Maybe. There was something going on in her head when she squinted her eyes and made that face. And then when Victoria F. finds out about all this, she's so angry. <laughs> she just needs something to be angry about. You know it's true. Who gives a shit? Like, that's not your problem. That's not your issue. That's someone else's issue. But she grasps on to being angry. Because, mm -hmm. like I said before, she likes to be mad. That's her thing. So what do we think is going to happen here? I know what I've been saying about Hannah B coming back and like that. That's just pie in the sky, guys. Like, that's just what I want to happen. The mini producer and me like that's like the, that's the show, baby. But here's what I think is going to happen. I mean, obviously, Maddie is like deuces. I'm out. You fucked one of them at least. She's going to leave. He's going to take Hannah Ann back to meet the mom. 
mm-hmm. and dad, but he's gonna have to break down and be like, yo, the one that I was in love with is Maddie. And then that's when Chris comes out and it's like, we just found out this information. She still wants to be with you. She's this is this is exactly what I think too. Yeah, she went to confession and did a bunch of rosaries, and now she she's forgiven you because that's what Jesus would do. WWJD, and now she's coming back, and now he has to make a decision on live television. Yeah, that's basically what I think too. I think Maddie's cool, cool, gonna cool. leave. Yeah, Maddie left. And then you talking about Maddie back. left? Maddie left. Huh? Maddie left. I mean, it seems that way. What are you talking about? She fucking left that date. And then you see like next week, there's only one rose and just two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it's, it appears that Maddie's left, but do you think she really just walked out and didn't have any sort of like, like goodbye, Peter conversation? Yes. I don't know about that. She, I don't know, but I do think if she hasn't already left, she's leaving. And then I think she comes back when he's about to propose to Hannah Ann. That's what I think. Okay. Who do you think she's, he's going to end up with? If Maddie comes back, Maddie for sure. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Still sticking with Hannah Ann. I don't know what they would do about fantasy suites, but I do think Maddie would make a great bachelorette. I was talking about this with Sarah. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Because of her faith, this whole experience goes against that. It does, but she agreed to go on the show, even though it is, and I, I don't know if they've ever had somebody that has such a strong faith like her be the Bachelorette. And I think it'd be an interesting season. You have to keep in mind, like a lot of Middle America, I feel that watches this show probably shares a very similar faith as Maddie. I just think it'd be an interesting season. I, but I just don't know what they would do about Fantasy Suites because she obviously wouldn't do that. Yeah, Fantasy Sunday School. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, remember I was all aboard this season, and then I was mm-hmm. like. I don't know, guys. Mm-hmm. Over it. Now I'm back. You're back in. You I have, me one, I have back one more thing in. to say. What is it? So when the girls are all sitting in their freaking shared house, which is nuts, yeah. I die Love over that. every time one of the girls walks in. The other two just like like everybody just showers each other in compliments. You look so cute. You look so skinny. I love I your know. dress. Because when you don't know what to, as a female, when you don't want know what to say to another female, yeah. you compliment them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the only thing you can do. And so it just cracks me up because every time somebody walked in, it was just like a compliment shower yeah. happening. I know. And, that, and you know what? We all need that in our life. And the best one is, I think Hannah Ann is the one that says to Victoria Ev, you look so skinny. And, and she I, goes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I know. Okay, I'm T- done. Telling a woman they look skinny is, it's more powerful than I love you. It really <laughs> is. Oh my God. There's so much wrong with that. There's, I, I know there's so much wrong with that, but I'm just telling you, it's true. Uh-huh. Great stuff. I mean, the show's killing it. I just don't know who the Bachelorette is going to be. I actually just don't think anyone's really good for it. Yeah. That's why I think that Hannah B's coming back. That would be insane. I guess, but... It's I vote a, no for that. It's a chapter that has been left unwritten. She didn't find anybody. Well, that's her fault. Actually, it's Jed's fault. I mean, kind of fault. it's a lot of people's fault, to be fair. Okay, are we done with Bachelor? Yeah, let's be done with it. Okay, good times. R.I.P. R.I.P. See you in B.I.P. Um, yeah, I'm just pumped for Paradise. Me too. Can we skip Bachelorette and just go straight to Paradise? Mm-hmm. There would be no dudes there, but yeah. Oh, we can find some guys. I will say this. I'm annoyed that my joke of 
what the Victoria F was used by every podcast. Was it? Derek and like the Betches one used the basically the same thing and so did Caitlin's. And then someone was like, did you guys all decide to like have that be the episode? And then I had to tweet out. We, we recorded, recorded ours way earlier on the 14th, days before the episode came out. So we win. Mm-hmm. We win. So I started packing earlier for South Africa. I'm going to be gone for 16 days. That is so long. Bro, so you ready? Is your body ready? Is your mind well, ready? I spent a good portion of the day shaving a lot of things today um, with my favorite Billy razor. And I actually just packed away my suitcase because I'm going to have to continue to shave my legs every day for the next 16 days. So packed the cute pink razor. I packed a few extra blades because, you know, 16 days of shaving is a long time. Mm -hmm. But just so thankful that I have my Billy razor to take with me when I travel. I can depend on it. It's my favorite razor it gets the job done and i'm gonna be looking super fun for rabbit yeah billy razors they're delivering premium razors direct to you for half the price of what you find in the store go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit including two razor cartridges a handle and their magic magnetic holder for the shower for only nine dollars you can get four refill blades every one two or three months based on how often you shave. The great thing is each razor cartridge includes five American-made blades encased in aloe shave soap for the smoothest shave that's gentle on sensitive skin. They also have more space between each blade to allow shave cream, soap, and hair to pass on by. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list because Billy is the brand that finally got women's razors right. Get free shipping always, skip, adjust, or cancel your subscription anytime. And to express the love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash YFT for 10% off your razor. It's a small way you can support us while you are, you know, getting the best razor you will ever own for half the price of razors in the store. Plus, shipping is always free. This is a limited time special offer, so go now to save 10% off your razor at mybilly.com slash YFT. And that's Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash YFT. Shave your pits. <laughs> and all the things. <laughs> and all the things. Brandy, you know I've been doing a bunch of traveling recently, which means that I've got a lot of time in the airplane, which means I don't have Wi-Fi, and I've been trying to keep myself occupied, so I've been playing Best Fiends. Have you heard about this game? I have a bunch of friends that play it, and I know you talk about it a lot, so it must be awesome. Do I need to check it out tomorrow on my flight? I think you do. If you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is, yeah, Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual game literally anyone can play, but it's made for adults. I've been playing a bunch on the airplane. It's one of those games where I don't feel bad about playing a lot. Like, I don't feel like I'm, like, rotting my brain like my mom would say. It's actually, Mm. like, working that muscle inside my brain and making me feel not so stupid. A unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike any other puzzle games out there. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events. So, dude, it never gets old. Here's the thing. If you're traveling a lot like myself or Brandy, you don't need the internet to play. It's great for traveling. Play anywhere. 
on the subway, on a train. Sounds like it's great for road trips, like when your cell service just sucks mm-hmm. and there's no sort of reception or whatever. I don't know. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust us with over 100 million downloads. This five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Best Fiends. Do it. I have some fave things, though, bro. Well, let's hear about it, bro. Have you seen Guy Ritchie's new film called The Gentleman? I haven't. Oh, my God. Is it great? Phenomenal. Okay, so I'm a huge Guy Ritchie fan. I'll just say that right out loud. That's not me going out on a limb there. I mean, he's made some fantastic films. Snatch is one of my favorite films in the world. And I'm going to say this right now. I think as good as Snatch is, not as good as The Gentleman. Really? Star freaking studded, bro. All right. You got Matthew McConaughey. You got Ooh. Charlie Hunanamamam. Hard Charlie. Love him. Charlie Hunanamamam. He's hot. You know him from Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yep. You have Colin Farrell. Whoa. Blast from the past. You have Henry Golding. You know who that is? No. He was the hot guy in Crazy Rich Asians. Never saw it. Really? That was like the movie of the year. Yeah, I didn't see it. And then you have my friends, Hugh Grant. Mm. Hugh Grant is the best character I've seen in film in quite some time. So funny. So good. It's like any Guy Ritchie movie. It's a gangster movie. It's a shoot 'em up movie. It's a lot of dialogue that's British. That you're, it's hard to understand. I'll read the uh, synopsis. Yeah. An American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him. The gentleman. Oh, by the way, do you know who else is in it? Who else? Jeremy Strong. Do you know who Jeremy Strong is? No. Yeah, you do. Who is it? He's in succession as Kendall Oh, I Roy. didn't watch that. What? Kendall Roy was so good. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> fucking rewind the reels and go back 12 episodes where I wouldn't shut the hell up about succession. I know. I tried to watch it so many times. Oh, God. I hate you. Dude, you, for a person who does a show about good shit, you have the worst taste in shit. A lot of our listeners would disagree with No, you. I'm sorry. They will not. Succession is like, also like, our listeners, just like critics in general, Succession is like one of the best things out there right now. I'm not bro. saying it's not. I'm just saying I fell asleep all three times I tried to watch episode one, okay? Anyways, Matthew McConaughey, he's whatever. I mean, he's good, but he's just like, he's just Matthew McConaughey. He's just the what? guy that's there. It's like, man, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to roll around this booger in my <laughs> between my fingers. You know, but like Charlie Hunnam, 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 he's phenomenal. And it's a lot of Hugh Grant basically is trying to blackmail Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam. Am I saying his name right? I have no clue. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Charlie is Matthew McConaughey's right hand man. And so um, Hugh Grant is blackmailing Matthew through Charlie and he's telling him the story 
of why he's blackmailing him and why he knows all this information vis-a-vis through a screenplay that he's written because he's been like observing all of them doing all their nefarious things. The back and forth between Charlie and Hugh is so freaking good. And then Colin Farrell, albeit a very small role, is so funny and so cool. I haven't been to a movie theater in quite a while. We went to go see it on Valentine's Day. That movie is phenomenal. Write it down, kids. Okay. There you go, the gentleman. Go check it out. Guy so you got to go to a theater to see it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it's in theaters right now. And it's worth it. Okay. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth okay. the $75 or however much it costs to go to movies. These $75? Days. I mean, it's 45 to get in there, and then you go with the popcorn, and you get a beer, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. <sighs> Have you watched this Lock and Key series? No, but I see a lot of billboards about it. Yeah. I've been seeing lots of previews. Have you seen it? No, I think I'm going to download it for the flight tomorrow, though. Great review. Okay. You're killing it, kid. Yeah. (laughs) You know what else I'm going to download for the plane? What? To all the boys, P.S. I still love you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know you you watched the first one, right? No, I don't. I don't To all the boys I've loved before. You haven't seen that? No, I don't care about Noah. He's such a cutie Noah who loves something. him, or at least she did, is Olivia Caridi. Oh, he no. tweeted at her a couple times. And then, saying. who else is it? Jordan Fisher's in it, right? Yeah, I think. I like Jordan. Jordan's cool. Wow, since I've seen it. Definitely download that. Come back to me with that one. <laughs> I finally saw Don't Fuck With Cats. Okay. Dude. Have you Love? seen it? No. I know we were like, we can't watch it. We don't want to see animals getting hurt. No, nope. like, mm, can't I do it. know. And here's the thing. And I heard this a lot from people. I persevered. I pushed through. You don't really get to see them getting killed. And it's really only in the first episode that you do. But the story that unravels from it is so bonkers and crazy. And the twist at the end is so good. Listen, I get it if you don't want to watch it, but if you do love true crime, you need to watch Don't Fuck With Cats. I'm telling you, Brandy. Can't do it. I think you can. I no, actually, I can't. Why can't watch animals get hurt? You don't really see it, though. Like, they don't show it. I don't know. But, like, this group of Facebook dorks hunts down this murderer. It's amazing. I totally understand why there is profiles and stuff of people who like torture animals or come from like crazy homes, turn to like being sociopaths and then like serial killers. You can totally see this guy's journey. A lot of weird undertones of wanting to be famous and wanting to be known in this day and age of likes and views and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. it's commentary on a lot of what we're dealing with with Instagram and all that kind of stuff. It's phenomenal. For those of you who have seen it, I'll just say the mom is crazy. You know? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about, lady? (laughs) You know? I don't know. You don't know. Where do you watch this show at? That's on Netflix, dude. Dude, don't fuck with that. It's good. Like, I'm not breaking the bank here. Like, everyone knows that, that this is a popular one, but... Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Okay. I'm not going to watch it, but I'm here for it. I think you need to watch it. Can't. Okay. I got one then for you. Okay. Have you heard of Dr. Death? No. Whoa, bro. Dr. What? Death 
It sounds horrible. No. Okay, it's a podcast, though. Oh. So if you can strip yourself away from our podcast. I can't. It's too good. I know. But if you can strip yourself away from our podcast to go listen to Dr. Death, you got to. Okay, so I'm not even done with it yet, okay? Let me just read the synopsis. Dr. Christopher Dunch was a neurosurgeon who radiated confidence. He claimed he was the best in Dallas. If you had back pain and had tried everything else, Dr. Dunch could give you the spine surgery that would take your pain away. But soon his patients started experiencing complications and all they had to protect them was a system ill-equipped to stop the madness. Dr. Death is about a medical system that failed to protect these patients at every possible turn. Reported and hosted by Laura Beal. Okay, so, just fucking A, dude. This is a neurosurgeon who was killing people left and right. Like during surgery? Leaving people paralyzed. Quadriplegic. Paraplegic. Dude, this guy was so bad. Why does he do this? Because he's a shit. No, he's a shitty doctor. And so it's like all these doctors who have to like, once he like goes in there and like doesn't know what he's doing and just fucks everyone up and like throws nuts and bolts into people's fucking necks and like is cutting larynxes and and blood vessels and vocal cords. He's just slicing everybody up. And then all these other doctors are coming in being like, who did this? What butcher did this? And then so like then the doctors are like, well, we need to report this guy. And then it goes into like this weird rabbit hole of the checks and balances for our doctors is so shitty because everyone's Mm -hmm. terrified of getting sued Mm -hmm. that nothing is done. And so many people are getting hurt because of this guy. You've got to listen to this. But this part, like I, I started it today. I'm almost done with it. No Where joke. is he a doctor at? Does it say in Dallas and like Dallas. in Tennessee? Ten- well, I live in Tennessee. <laughs> well, he didn't practice in Nashville. I'm telling you, it is so crazy. Dr. Death. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving him a ding for what he did, but I'm giving it a ding for the sh- how good the show was. A podcast a ding. I'm giving a podcast a ding. The yeah. show's about shit that fucking people need to know about. I know. That's terrifying. Got to know about it, dude. Do you? Or do we just watch Grey's Anatomy that's fictional and cute and all no. about love and drama? I saw Midway. Have you seen that movie? That sounds so familiar, but I don't think so. A Jonas Brothers in it. I don't know. It's pretty what? good. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Jonas Brothers are just popping up in movies just randomly. I don't know why. I think it was Nick or is it Joe? Who's the youngest one? Nick. Yeah, it's not Kevin. Kevin's my boy. <laughs> yeah, Nick's in it. I don't know why. Nick's a hero in it. Nick's pretty good uh-huh. in it. I will say that. It was pretty good. I didn't know the whole history of Midway. So, you know, there's that. What else did I see that I kind of liked? I've been on planes a lot recently, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have you? Yeah. I've been watching a lot of stuff. I feel like I watched something on the plane. But, okay. God, we... Talk about how shitty flying is so often. I know. But you know the freaking headphones that they give you slash sell you to watch the movies with? Yeah, why are they always so terrible? They're horrible. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, I was trying to watch The Joker. Yeah. And it literally is like watching it with no sound because I couldn't hear anything out of these headphones. So it's always like um, this is what it sounds like. 
and her hair's a dark and it yeah Joker <laughs> that was incredible it's exactly what it sounds yeah, I like I know you're just and, like but, what is this for me every single time one of the headphones is much like one of the ear things is much louder than the other one so it's like I basically am listening out of one oh yeah it sucks it's just horrible that's why I don't watch stuff on planes. I know. You just got to bring your own headphones. Oh, they're so bulky. I know. So I started watching a new show on TBS I like a lot. TBS? TBS. Very funny. What year are you living in? I'm living in the year of... <laughs> Do you know you're... <laughs> 2020. <laughs> this is the Drunk Wells episode. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that glass looks nice and empty. It's empty. I got to get another one. Oh, boy. I'm actually not that drunk. I'm just passionate. It's a show called Miracle Workers. I think I'm in the second season now where it's Miracle Workers Dark Ages. So Miracle Workers is like all the same cast. And they just like change it up. The setting. Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi, and a few other people. Here's the synopsis. Miracle Workers goes back in time for its next installment. Miracle Workers Dark Ages. Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi, and then a bunch of other people's names that I don't really know how to pronounce, return in new roles and face new challenges as a group of medieval villagers who are trying to stay positive in an age of extreme income equality, poor health care, and widespread ignorance. So basically, it's a comedy that's happening in the Middle Ages, and it is... So funny. Daniel Radcliffe plays the prince. He's the son of the king. He is like very effeminate and not loved by his father, who's like a warlord. Steve Buscemi is also, who knows how to say Steve Buscemi's name? Is it Buscemi? Is it Buscemi? Is it Buscemi? No one knows. All right. No one knows. It's as confusing as the teeth in his mouth. All right. No one knows where they're supposed to go and how the letters are supposed to be sounded out. He's the shit scraper or the shit picker upper. I don't know. It's something like that. And he just has to go around picking up everyone's shit. There's a bunch of other really funny characters. They're like peasants. And then it's a lot of Daniel Radcliffe trying to figure out like where he fits in all of this because he's the prince, but he's hated by his father. Very funny show set in the Dark Ages. Miracle Workers, Dark Ages on TBS. Can't believe I'm saying that, but check it out. On TBS. How does one watch TBS? You know, just on the television. Like cable? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> that was like the most Gen X thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't have cable. Are you? You're a Gen Xer, aren't you? No. It's on cable, yes. But I also believe that TBS is something like if you just go to TBS.com, you can go watch all these episodes. They're available right there. Hmm. Here, let's go watch the trailer. Father, may I ask you something? There's this young woman that I've come to know recently. And you should murder her. When are you going back to therapy? Never. Right. Do you ever feel like we're living during a particularly bad period in history? It's time to kill a person! Hey, that's me. I come from a long line of murderous tyrants. There's just a lot of pressure on me to... Carry on the family tradition. Yes. I have no talent, no skills. Oh, oh! If I wasn't the son of the king, I'd be nothing. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. 
The Earth is flat, the devil is real, and that is everything that we know. <laughs> That's it? Congratulations, graduates! If you work hard, be kind, everything will always go your way. Do you think I've lived up to my father's expectations? Am I good for nothing? That's gonna be a hard no. Setting up the music, Bard play party mix. A bear has a long, long tail. Mm, let's get party, party, party. Everybody's <laughs> at the party. We're all at the party, party. Stop. Anyways, it's pretty funny. Brandy. Yo. I'm very full today. Are you? Because I had a delicious HelloFresh meal before we started recording. Oh, I bet Cooking Wells enjoyed that quite a bit. Well, hey there, friends. Time for an episode of Cooking Wells. Here we go. Seriously, though, I do love HelloFresh. So break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 22-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, guys, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes every week. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know You'll get some super delicious. HelloFresh is also flexible and fits your lifestyle. You can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order or throw in yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. Those are two of my favorite things ever. Easily change your delivery days or food preferences and even skip a week whenever you need to. And by the way, HelloFresh is now, wait for it, $5.66 per serving, which is crazy. By That's the way, so low. That's amazing. I know. It's America's number one meal kit, America's best value meal kit. Get the most meal for your moolah, best value, delicious choices. And it's also fun to cook with your loved one, which is what Sarah and I do. Maybe Rai Rai and I will do that together when I get Aww, there. Look out. <laughs> So cute. Make sure and go to HelloFresh.com slash YFT10 and use our code YFT10 during HelloFresh's New Year sale for 10 free meals and includes free shipping. Dude, it's already so cheap and we're hooking it up with an amazing deal. So here's the deal. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash YFT10 and use code YFT10 during that HelloFresh New Year's sale. 10 free meals, including free shipping. Dude, it's the best. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love bowl and branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee. So 
so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at BowlAndBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Got a book? Yeah, I got a couple books. One I finished and one I just started. So the one I finished, I, I feel like I mentioned this when I started it. friend gave it to me. It's called All the Ugly and Wonderful Things by Bren Greenwood. Okay. I feel like I read the synopsis like on the book cover before, but so I'm just going to kind of summarize, summarize in my own words what it was because I don't think I loved the synopsis. But basically it's set like maybe the 70s. So it's set like a little bit further back. And it's about the main character is a girl named Wavy. Mm-hmm. And this girl is like literally 12 years old and her parents are – well, her parents are not only drug dealers but drug addicts and she like lives in a trailer park in – I think it's like Louisiana or Texas somewhere down south. And and then her aunt is her, her mom's sister who is like the complete opposite of her mom and she's like really well off and lives in like the suburbs and her daughters are normal and blah, blah, blah. And she – and so she kind of tries to take Wavy in and gets involved in her life and – and long story short, Wavy, um, the whole the whole premise of the book is that Wavy falls in love with a guy that's like almost 30. Basically, this whole story is about Wavy and this guy and everyone trying to get involved. It's a glimpse into, you know, what it must be like for a kid to grow up in a household with drug dealer parents. It's just absolutely insane. And she's got a younger brother and the two of them kind of like fend for themselves and And I feel like I mentioned when I first started reading it, like Wavy's got like a ton of quote unquote issues. And one of the, like because of her friggin' psycho parents, and one of them is that she won't eat anything because her mom told her when she was really young that like if she eats something, then then she's dirty. Like it's dirty to eat. And so the girl doesn't eat. And she also like doesn't talk really because her mom told her something about, you know, if you talk, then people, well, something. She like made up something that made the girl not talk. And so she's just so freaking damaged from her parents. But I don't know. It's just a great story. It's about the characters. It's about Wavy. And it's just really, really good. I liked it a lot. Awesome. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then so I just started a book um, on the way home from L.A. actually. And I'm obsessed with it. It's like it's a crime thriller. You know, I love those Uh called Jar of Hearts by Jennifer Hiller. Hillier. Mm -hmm. H-I-L-L-I-E-R. So I'm going to read the synopsis. So I don't give anything away because it's there's a lot going on in this one. Sorry, I don't have a cool voice like Wells. That's okay. (laughs) This is a story of three best friends, one who was murdered, one who went to prison, and one who's been searching for the truth all these years. When she was 16 years old, Angela Wong, one of the most popular girls in school, disappeared without a trace. Nobody ever suspected that her best friend Georgina, now an executive and rising star at her Seattle pharmaceutical company, was involved in any way. Certainly not Kaiser Brody, who was close with both girls in high school. But 14 years later, Angela's remains are discovered in the woods near Georgina, they call her Geo, near Geo's childhood home, and Kaiser, who is now a detective with Seattle PD, finally learns the truth. Angela was a victim of Calvin James, the same Calvin James who murdered at least three other women. To the authorities, Calvin is a serial killer, but to Geo, he's something else entirely. Back in high school, Calvin was Geo's first love. Turbulent and often volatile, their relationship bordered on obsession from the moment they met right up until the night Angela was killed. For 14 years, Geo knew what happened to Angela and told no one. For 14 years, she cared 
carried the secret of Angela's death until Gia was arrested and sent to prison. While everyone thinks they finally know the truth, there are dark secrets buried deep, and what happened that fateful night is more complex and more chilling than anyone really knows. Now the obsessive past catches up with the deadly present when new bodies begin to turn up, killed in the exact same manner as Angela Wong. How far will someone go to bury her secrets and hide her grief? How long can you get away with a lie? How long can you live with a lie? Find out in Jennifer Hillier's Jar of Hearts. Ooh, that one sounds good. It is. It's really good. I'm like not even halfway through. You learn in the very beginning that Georgina was involved in her best friend's murder, basically. Um, and it was her and her boyfriend that did it. And it's just crazy. That sounds it reminds really good. Me, it reminds me like a little bit of Orange is the New Black. Uh-huh. You know, her boyfriend was the is the one that kills Angela, but she was there. She's an accessory to murder or whatever, and she gets thrown in prison. And she's this, like, you know, pretty well-off, put-together girl who gets thrown into prison where she totally stands on, like, a sore thumb. And so you get a glimpse of that, like, prison life situation. Um, and then you also, on the other side, you know, get the whole murder investigation, and they're trying to find the serial killer kind of thing. So great read so far. I'll let you know how, how I like it at the end. I'm excited to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Would make a great film, just saying. All right. You got any Muzak? I do actually have some Muzak. What do you got? Do you know who Jack Garrett is? I don't think so. Guys, let me just educate you. So he put out a he put out an album in 2016 called Phase. Phenomenal album. Like listen to the entire thing all the way through. Listen to it while you're driving. It's a great driving album. Or if you just like need something on in the background while you're working or something. Loved it. But he has a new song out. Called Time. Yeah, so Time is the song I like. I've been listening to the radio edit. I'm not really sure quite sure the difference between the two, but but yes, time is the song I'd like you to play. But why when time is on your side? When time is on your side Now everything you think you know Of your desire Is trembling Okay, I can dig. He has a really cool voice. If you, okay, if, seriously, if you guys don't know of him, go listen to Phase, his older older album. I would highly recommend listening to the entire thing. But if you just want to check out a few songs, "Breathe Life," "Worry," and "I Couldn't Want You Anyway" are three of my faves. Okay. Off of that other album, and then on the completely other side of the music spectrum, I am really digging the new Justin Bieber song called "Forever," featuring Post Malone. Really pumped that we are pumping Justin Bieber. It's good. Who needs no help? I was busy focusing on being by myself. Set my feelings to the side, they all got dusty on a shelf. You wiped them down when I had nothing left. Could you be here with me forever? Ever, ever. Would you be here with me forever? Ever, ever. Waking up all alone ain't better, better. Every time I go the wrong way, you turn me back around. Turn me back like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh. All right. Cool. <laughs> I mean, what? You're funny. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, I had one I wanted to do. Oh, you do. Order. Um, My mom hates when I do that. Your mom hates it. When I get to, when I do the oh you do yeah her and Miley freak out when I do it. Oh, I got a song. Uh, my buddy John Wesley Satterfield, who I freaking love, by the way. We've played stuff from him on the show before. It's got a new song out. It's called How Could You? It just came out. You got to check it out. Here it is. Satterfield, one of my good buddies, phenomenal musician, good man. Uh, that's a song called How Could You? It's brand new. Go uh, download it, stream it wherever you get music, I guess. And uh, yeah, go follow him as well. John Wesley Satterfield. I love him, man. Anyways, I think that's all I got. Yeah, me too. I, I, I got to finish packing. I can't believe it's 10 20. All right, let's get out of here then. I love you guys. Next time I talk to y'all, I'll be in South Africa. Oh my God. So happy. Are we going to be able to do that? Yeah. By the way, did um, Rye hear the last episode? Uh, he hasn't mentioned it. So. Okay. Because a lot of people like that note that he sent I you. I mean, what's not to like? So sweet. Well, I get it. All right. Well, safe travels, Brandi. I love you so much. Thanks, Wells. Love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Trouble love is more exciting. If I said I was surprised, I'd be lying like can't hear the thunder cause I'm blinded by the lightning This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.